actor, author, certified life coach, encourager, family man, dynamic inspirational speaker, and so much more. Welcome to my podcast, Get Your Positivity with Harold Keith. All right, welcome to another episode of Get Your Positivity with Harold Keith. I am excited because I know if you're watching this, that you see the ladies, the powerful ladies I have with me today. And if you're listening, you are in for a treat. Now, I'm telling you, I know this is going to be good because of the obstacles we had to overcome to even get to this point. But when I tell you, I am super, super, super excited about this. And if you didn't know, you're about to find out. This is the episode titled Women in Ministry. So I know you're asking, what is this about to be about? What are we going to talk about? Y'all know I love God and so do they. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a casual conversation and we're just going to just talk about life and what life really means when it comes to a woman and ministry. So with that being said, I need to introduce my people. Now, I don't have my cue cards today. I don't have an assistant. I tried to hire one. It just didn't work out in the budget, but I'm here. And because I'm here, we're here. So with that being said, let me introduce some guests because I know not everybody has the time to be here all all today, but they are here. So I'm appreciative of that. So first, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and bring on Coach Bernice Joseph. You can unmute yourself. Good evening. Good evening, Harold. Hey, welcome. I am so glad that you're here. So before I introduce my next person, just talk a little bit about who you are and what does being a woman in ministry mean to you? So I, again, I'm Bernice Joseph. I am the wife of a senior pastor and I am also a pastor. We've been in ministry for 17 years, married 32 years. I have a 34 year old daughter and a 32 year old son. Uh, Not only do I serve in ministry alongside my husband, I am also employed with the United States Postal Service. I am a district manager of customer relations, and I also have my own spin studio because it's all about not just doing things for uh, others, but we have to take care of our own health. So God impressed upon me to begin a spin studio to help people uh, get healthy. And what ministry, being in ministry for me, ministry is my life. It's not behind the pulpit. It's not in the church. It's everyone I come into contact with. I want to shine light on them. I want to encourage them. You know, it's all about uplifting. So me being a woman in ministry, I am so passionate about uplifting women as well as men but a lot of times the women that come path through my path you know god always gives me something and it's not about preaching to them it's about living a lifestyle in front of them and encouraging them uplifting them knowing that they can do all things through christ that strengthens them so all right I'm super glad to have you on. I want to also bring on another one of our panelists, Pastor G. That's for Ginger, okay? <laughs> Good, well, bless 
the Lord, everybody. I'm just kidding. Well, thank you, Harold, so much for having me. I really don't do good with direct questions like that, but I'm going to try to wing it. Um, I'm Pastor G. I have a blended family of seven. I am also a pastor along with my husband. We pastor a church in Virginia Beach called Relevant Church. Um, we've been married for a whole 30 months today. Yes, 30 months. Thank you very much. <laughs> He's been pastoring for 16 years. And um, I also pastor an amazing women's ministry called the Restored Woman Group. And um, being in ministry, a woman in ministry, I, I don't really know if I have the, the accurate words, Harold. It is like, it's my life. There's It is my life. It's like I breathe. I can't not do it. Even when I want to not do it, when I say I want to quit, it's like I have to. Um, and so it's just like what Coach Bernice said, like it is just being a witness every day in the most unusual places, the way God has called us to be. So I don't really have nothing deep, Harold. That's how you're going to get out of me tonight. For, you don't have nothing deep. deep. All right. We're going to get back to that. But we're going to go ahead and move on to Dr. Keisha Brown. Well, hello and good evening, everyone. Thank you so much, Harold, for having me. Um, I am trying to think of how I can start this conversation <laughs> regarding what I do. Um, by nature, I am a physician assistant. And so I do that full time. Um, I started off in women's health, which I absolutely enjoy. And now I currently work in urgent care. And I am a first lady um, to a new pastor who's only been in ministry for one year and so we are excited about what god is doing uh, my husband fought the call for a long time and he finally accepted to um take the leap of faith so it's been a joy and an honor to stand um alongside him and just pursue ministry in that way i'm a mom of three i say that ringling brothers Barnum and bailey did not go out of business they came to my house <laughs> i have a nine-year-old a three-year-old and a five-month-old um, and so we have um, lots of amazing moments here at our house. But again, God has been amazing. And um, as far as just being a woman in ministry, I definitely blend the two, medicine and ministry. And so I believe that, um, you know, we are supposed to steward our bodies as God gives um, us gifts of life. And so I just try to live that message and what I do in the office every day, as well as in ministry, um, and just modeling that life for people so that they can be healthier, not only physically, but spiritually. And so that's that. All right. Thanks for being here. And let me shout out, let me bring on the last guest of the panel, Tulane. Miss Barnes is what they like to call you. What's going on? Hey, Harold. Oh, my goodness. It's just such a privilege and an honor to be here with the rest of these ladies. I feel, oh, my God. I feel so honored. I feel honored. Um, so who am I? Uh, I am, uh, by vocation, I'm an educator. Um, I own a, a early childhood center in Christian school called Converse Christian School in um, San Antonio, Texas. I'm a first lady. My husband's a pastor, Pastor Joshua Barnes. Um, and we have we've been married for goodness, almost eight years. I think all most of you guys remember. Almost eight years. Um, we have we are a blended family. Um, and we have a blended family of six. And I did not know anyone would have me be ginger. Um, but we're a blended family of six. Um, but I just amazing, amazing kids, just 
I love them. Um, and what is it, a, what it, what you said about women in ministry? So what mm-hmm. is ministry to me? I think it's like the other ladies. It's really, um, God has allowed me the opportunity to, I mean, own a Christian school. So it really is blending what I love to do in education with being the hands and feet of God here on earth. And um, it's about serving. It's about sharing. It's about being that light in a dark and dying world. And so I really believe that ministry transcends what we do. I believe I just it really is. That's like ginger. It's who I am. I, I don't know any other way but to serve a good God who saw fit to save me. Like I I just try to live every day. I, I try to let my life be my ministry. Um, through just through servanthood and through living like someone that's been redeemed. Um, and so ministry is to me, it's just, it's who I am. It's a, it's a way of life. Uh, so I don't well, know that's really deep either. Look, look, that's <laughs> if all of you sit here and you say, oh, well, I don't know how to really express it. I don't really have the deep meaning. Sometimes the beauty that I love about ministry and the beauty that I love about God, it just doesn't have to be so deep. And I think some people always associate, you know, your relationship with God as having to be this deep, deep thing. Sometimes I laugh with God and God laughs at me. I know he does because he's made me this way. And I I have to indulge sometimes in those things that I know make me who I am. So before we get started, let me go ahead and introduce you guys who listen, you guys that are watching, you already know it is time for the meat of the episode, our Get Your Positivity segment, which is what this is all about, women and ministry. All right, so here we are, and I think I'm going to I'm going to do it like this. All right, let's bring on Pastor G, because, you know, right now our lines are a little muted. We have some sound issues, but we refuse to, to stop this taping or reschedule because we all came together for a reason tonight. So now that I have you here, Pastor G, you done unmuted. I'm glad to have you here. Now, ladies, you're a part of this panel, so you can unmute when you feel like you want to jump in and say something. This is a conversation. I don't want it to be, well, you said this and you said that. That's not how we work here. We're going to let God do his thing because there is somebody who is listening to this episode who needs to hear your voice. There is a woman out there who doesn't know where to go next. She says, I've prayed, I've cried, I've gotten on my knees, I've done these things, and I still don't see it happening for me. There's a man out there who's listening and saying, I want the right woman in my life. I want to love God but I don't know how to love God because these women that I'm dealing with, I don't know if they even have a love for God or will they love me for loving God? There's so many different people who are out here listening. And that's why it's so important that God God put this on my heart for you all to be selected because of what I've seen you accomplish, what I've seen you do. And I know it hasn't always been easy. We're talking about divorces. We're talking about med school. We're talking about all kinds of things that have brought you to a place where I don't care what anybody say. Y'all live in y'all better lives. I'm not going to say best life because the best is always yet to come as long as we're here breathing. But you are really living your better life. So, Ginger, I want to ask you first. And like I said, ladies, you can jump in. Like, when did you know that you were supposed to have this relationship with God, that you were supposed to be in ministry? When did you know that it was time to make a change in your life? That is such a good question. Let me go back though. I want to say that I'm actually living a restored life. And when you were saying that, I was like, I was getting ready to jump through the screen really 
kind of like what Tulane said a few minutes ago, like how can we not serve a God who redeems us? God restored me. And so my story may be a little different from the other ladies. I really don't know. I didn't know. I wasn't raised in the church. I didn't know God growing up. I didn't have a praying mom. I didn't go to church every Sunday. Um, I was fast, Harold. I was broken. I had I, identity crisis after identity crisis. When I got pregnant with my first son, who is now 23, I happened to get pregnant by a PK. And in order for us to eat dinner, we had to recite a scripture. So I, let me fast forward. I got saved the moment I found out I was pregnant and I didn't know what that meant. And so I think that's very important to say because a seed could be planted at some point and it may not harvest until years and years later. Nobody that knew me then would have ever said God has, is going to call her to be a pastor. So if there is a woman or a man who is like, no, there, no, not me, not ever, but you know that there's an inkling inside of you, I want to be a witness to you right now that God can use whoever, whenever, however, as long as you just say yes. And so how did I know? I didn't know. Harold, I went through literal hell. I, I married a pastor. For those who don't know my story, I was married before. It was tumultuous. It was abusive physically, verbally. I lost my house. I lost my car. I had a bankruptcy. Everybody knows that. I had a nine-year single season of abstinence. Um, I just was like, I'm through. But in that, God said, you are going to start a Bible study. No, I'm not, Lord. Mm. You are going to start a Bible study. And so, like I said in the beginning, when you're called to this thing, you can try to say no. You can try to go another path. But ultimately, at the end of the day, if you know what's good for you, you're going to give God your yes. And so the, the important thing to know is that God can use you in your most imperfect state, you don't have to have it all together. And so I fought, I battled, but that one Bible study led me to my path of restoration. That's how I got the ministry, the restored woman. That's when my blessings started to come. That's when my breakthroughs started to come. And my darkest time is when I began to know God for myself as a husband, as a father, as a savior, as a restorer. And so it was then, Harold, and only then when I had got to that place, I mean, this is my story again, I had to know God for myself. And he picked me up. And now, like you said, I am, I am living truly a restored life, better marriage, better house, more children, more identity, more self-esteem all through him and leading thousands of women to restoration. And so that is how I knew. You just you just know. But again, I just want to free somebody. Don't you are you do not have to be perfect. You do not have it all have to have it all together for God to say you. Mm, Tulane, you're doing a lot of head shaking over there. If anybody is watching this, you see her, she's like, yep, mm -hmm. yep, say that, sis. So with that being said, Tulane, what about you? Oh man, I I you know, I'm a crybaby and I do not want to cry, but Ginger just, there have been, you know, so let me just say this. When you run, you can run from God, but you can only run for so long. Um, and when God has a calling on your life, 
Um, he will use whatever it takes to get you to a place where you can only depend on him. And I, and for me, that's my story. Um, and my, many of you may not know, I don't think I've ever shared this. And I'm, I'm like, Lord, am I really ready to share this? I was um, a dancer. And I remember going to work one night and the Lord, I opened my wall locker and the Lord said, I am calling you out. And I literally left everything, dropped everything and walked out. And, um, and I, I knew at that moment that God had a calling on my life and I still ran from it. Um, I had a, a child by somebody that I wasn't married to and it took God, um, pretty much taking that child from me for me to say, Lord, I surrender my life to you. Um, and so that's kind of what happened. And I ended up in Virginia, no family, you know, cause I was always the one that would just run to my family. I wouldn't run to God, I'd run to my mom or run to grandma. And, um, and I ended up in Virginia by myself and I was there and, um, going through a custody. My son was going back and forth and, I remember the day like it was yesterday. I was going, I was working and I was in the parking lot of a McDonald's and I thought a guy was trying to holler at me. He was in the drive-thru. I'm going inside to get some coffee. And he said, Hey sister, do you go to church? And I'm looking, I'm like, not today. He said, well, you should come to my church tomorrow. We're having a new year's Eve service. And I'm going to tell you, I went to that church on that night and it changed my life. And I've been running for the Lord ever since. Um, and it hasn't always been perfect. And I love that God will take something so imperfect and use you. And even when you fall, he'll dust you off and use you again. And I just, um, I, I, everybody says the God of second chances and Lord knows I've taken more than two. I've taken three, four, five. And I would just encourage women that it doesn't matter where you are or how many times you fall. There is no depths that you can go to that the grace of God can't lift you from. Mm -hmm. um, and I will tell you, I'm much like Ginger. I, my, I have my son. I have my kids. I am. I have a bigger kid. I have a wonderful marriage. We have a great ministry, big house, things I only, um, I, I, not even that I only imagine. I never imagined God has blessed me with. Um, and not because I've been so great or done everything right on this journey, but because I just trust him at this point, I don't have any other choice. Um, and so uh, it just, I I hear what Ginger says because it's, I've been restored. I've been giving, given back. And I, you know, it's so funny because I always said, well, I lost so much time doing running the wrong way. And God has made that up. Plus he, he's like, time is in my hand. And you were worried about somebody being ahead. And I just, um, I can't thank him enough. So it just, it brings tears to my eyes because I've never even shared that with anybody. So I guess when this airs, everybody gonna know my business. Oh Lord. <laughs> the question is, is it really, is your life really about you? And you it's know, about me. It, 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 every day I realize it's not about me and it's, um, it's not about me. And I, I realized some of the places that I was in were my own choosing, but God still uses that. I love the scripture that says he works all things together. Um, and so I think that's just one thing that God worked. When I thought I was doing the wrong thing, he said, that's going to be a testimony with somebody. You have to tell some lady I can pull you up out of there. So, um, yeah, no, it's not about me. Mm. Bernice, Coach Bernice, what do you have to say? Because this is like, Tulane has said some things 
Ginger has said some things like y'all talking about y'all not deep. Go ahead. <laughs> not deep, but I must say I was uh, raised in church uh, along with my husband. Uh, we met when we were children and I became pregnant at the age of 14 years old. So I was shamed, you know, it wasn't um, popular to be pregnant as a teenager, especially in church. So because of the shame, not that I brought on myself per se, but people shamed me in church. My first thing was, I don't want church anymore. So we left the church, but what I was getting ready to get real uh, Baptist or sanctified on you, but I know God, <laughs> I was getting ready to preach, but I'm not going to preach. When God has a calling on your life, mm -hmm. he's going to bring you back. I don't care when it happens, what you have to go through, because me and my husband, when we left church, you know, we were young. We married at 17. We didn't know anything about marriage, anything about being parents, anything. So we went through some really tough times. But when God's seed is in you, he's going to bring you back. And that's what God did. He restored us. He and, and we had no idea because we were so out of pocket when we were young and the people that know us now, they can't believe some of the things we did when we were younger. And the people that knew us then can't believe we're pastors. <laughs> They're like, what, my child? Oh, we did it all, <laughs> everything, okay? But God, God, and we look back now and say everything we experienced, it was because he chose us to lead people. And when you lead people, you cannot be judgmental, you know? Mm -hmm. So he allowed us to go through so many things so that we can't even look down on anyone because we've done it all. We've been there, done that. And what I realized, if God don't keep you, and if his grace does not keep you, you won't be kept. So he chose us from the womb. We didn't fall in line. But he's so gracious and faithful that he snatched us back. And, and we've had prophecy, you know, come to us and people were telling us y'all going to be in ministry. We was like, what? Not us, you know. But as time went on, God called him. He ran several times. He ran and ran and ran until he couldn't run anymore. And God chose us for such a time as this and allowed us to go through so many things just so we will be the leader that the people need and not shame people for their mistakes, but let them know there is a God that will restore you, that will redeem you. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to get deep. Don't be sorry. Don't it's be sorry. Real. It's real. The, the, I, I had a suicidal spirit on me one at one point in my life. God healed me. He restored me. My marriage was in shambles. God restored that. My daughter, my oldest daughter had a hatred for my husband because of all of the fighting that she experienced watching us. And God restored my family. And our family is close knit now. So I'm just grateful. And, and I'm going to piggyback on Tulane. When God has a calling on your life, I don't care what you've been through, what you've done. It is never 
enough to make him turn his back on you. So that's my story, you know. Hmm. Y'all are just really giving it. And before we get on to Dr. Keisha, I just, I have to say this, I didn't even realize what God was doing when he set this up, when he put this on the spirit. And that's how God works sometimes. You don't have to have it all figured out. You just have to be obedient to what it is that he's telling you to do. Don't ask, well, why? How is this going to work? If you have the faith level that you're supposed to have, if you even have a little bit of faith and just give him the benefit of the doubt, he will make it all make sense when it's meant to make sense. Because sometimes we try to get ahead of God. Sometimes we try to do this thing where we try to have it all figured out because we want to be in control. But at the end of the day, we are not in control. We will never be in control. Only thing that we're in control of is our yes and our obedience. So we have to allow God to do what God does. Let God do what he is famous for. And the beauty of it is then we reap the benefits. God does all the hard work. And then we reap the benefits. Dr. Keisha, go ahead. Go ahead. Come on. Come on. Ooh, I mean, y'all are literally preaching tonight. Oh, my gosh. We need to pass the plate because. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Just talking about our obedience. I think. That just really hit home for me. I mean, everything that everybody has said has just been so spot on. I believe that nothing is wasted in our lives and that God uses everything. Um, and for me personally, my husband and I met at 17 and 19. We were high school sweethearts. We went to the prom together. Um, but I made a commitment. My story is definitely different in that um, I grew up in a low so socioeconomic status. I mean, there were times when our water would get cut off or we would eat fried chicken for breakfast because it's all we had. And so my mother literally sacrificed to send my sister and I to private school. And so I made a commitment that I will always try to make God proud. Um, and that my obedience would be um, my re my reward. And so I believe that God has favored my life because of my obedience. It wasn't always easy, um, but I was literally the person that you had to tell me one time and that was it. And so I'll never forget there was a story where I went to the grocery store and I um, was trying to get the candy. And my mom was like, nope, you're not getting that candy. He didn't pay for it. Don't touch it. And so she popped me so good in the store. And so I was like, okay, whatever. She got me. The next time we went in the store, I tried to get it. But before I really reached out to get it, I just said, come here, Candy. And so I was the type of child growing up that um, you only had to tell me one time. And so my journey has really been, um, I think, evidence of me trying to be obedient to what God would have me um, to do and that my life, I believe, is a representation of that. And so um, throughout this journey, I get linked up with my husband. And here we are young, you know, he's in a ministry family. And I'm like, okay, God, my husband is obviously declared he's never going to be a pastor. Um, and I just knew that ministry was was a calling for me after um, my dad was shot when I was very young. And so seeing that I knew that I just had a passion to serve people in medicine, but in ministry as well. And so being yoked with my husband, I was like, OK, well, God, I don't know what you're doing. I know that you told me that ministry was a part of what I was supposed to be doing in life. But I don't know how it's going to happen, because clearly my husband has made a declaration that it's not for him. He ain't doing it. He don't want no parts of it. He has ran from it. 
And so as I just kept praying and praying and literally spending time with him, and we had drag out arguments about my husband accepting the call to be in ministry until God literally delivered him. And um, he finally accepted the call. And it was like pulling teeth to be able to walk in this journey. But as you guys have all said that when God has a call in your life, like you can run from it as much as you want. But at the end of the day, he is going to make sure that his will comes to pass. And I believe that that is what he has done in this season um, for our lives. And so it's just amazing to see what happens when you give God your yes and what happens when you're obedient to the things that he is um, he's called you to do. And I believe that there's abundance, there's favor, there's provision on you simply giving God your yes. And so I would simply say all of that to say that you don't necessarily have to make the mistake for God to still use you. You can just decide that despite me being a flawed being that I'm still going to try to be obedient in the things that God has called me to do and still watch God um, just carry you through those, those seasons where it's like, I, I don't know if I'm in the right place, but I know what you told me. And I know that I'm going to be obedient regardless of what it looks like. And so that has literally been my journey of not necessarily knowing how it was going to work out, but simply just giving God my yes and allowing him to orchestrate and order my steps. And, um, as you would say, I'm definitely living in my better days because of, um, just being obedient. You see, look, I always sit here and I, I think sometimes and I ask myself sometimes when I look at the younger version of me, what is one thing I wish I would have told the younger version of me about the God I would come to know today? Now, me growing up, I mean, I was growing. The church was what it was. I went to church. It was it was what it was. This is what it is. And I did it. But if I could go back to the younger version of me, I would let the younger version of me know that it's okay to get to know God for yourself. And that didn't hit me until like recently. I, I've knew, known God. I tell you, yeah, amen. God bless you. All those good things. But now I'm like, when certain things happen in my life, I just kind of chuckle or I just look to the left, look to the right. Or I just, in my head, I'm like, that's nothing but God. And if I can go back, the younger version of me wouldn't have missed out on so many years with this relationship that has been such a blessing. Because oftentimes we look back and we look at all the things we could have done differently and all of that. But I don't want to change any of that because it's made me who I am. And I think sometimes we get lost in that. We forget of like we wouldn't be where we are if we didn't go through what we've gone through. But I ask you, what would you tell your older self in a sense of representing the newer generation to come? What would you say to that younger girl or that younger boy that you now know after experiencing what you didn't know as a child versus where you are now with God? Coach Bernice? What I would tell the younger people is simply that God is love. That's number one. Uh, God loves you beyond what you see and what other people see or say about you. When I was younger, you know, I was so concerned about what people thought about me. And a lot of times I, I went through that uh, low self-esteem and I went through feeling inferior even in my school and things like that. 
um, because of we didn't have much, you know, um, I couldn't go and get my hair done like some of the other young ladies. I didn't, I wasn't wearing coach purses like everyone else. So I felt inferior. And sometimes when you feel inferior or feel like you're less than, you act out, you know? And so I was acting out. And that's what I would tell a, a lot of the younger generation because a lot of that, a lot of their acting out is because of they don't know who they are. They don't know that they are loved beyond what people say or think about them. So that's what I would tell them that you are loved, you are enough, and you can have this relationship with God and you will experience that even as a young age, there is no age. Um, a lot of people think that you only, you know, get a relationship with God when you're older. No, you can have a relationship with God at a young age. You know, so that's what, what I would tell the younger generation then. Tulane. Oh man, I would tell, you know, one thing I would say is that um I think when I think we shy away from this, but I um I think as a young woman, it's nothing wrong with waiting and being the woman of God that the Bible has called us to be. Um, I don't think that's a popular message anymore. Did I stop? No, you're good. I froze. Okay. I don't think that's a popular message anymore, but I think, um, I just think we have to get back to holiness and, um, and preserving ourselves and, and then know that even when you fall short, the grace of God is there. And so I would, if, if I could tell my younger self anything, it was like, like what Keisha said, it's okay to want to be obedient to the word of God. It's okay to want to be different and countercultural and go against what the culture is doing. Um, that's okay. And, you know, I, I just think that there is not, you know, it's, it's let's blend in everybody. It's okay to be different um, because with God, you are different. You're set apart. You're different. Um, not We're not better than anybody, but we're different. And I think it's okay. I would let the younger generation to know it's okay to be different. That's good. All right. Dr. Keisha, what would you say? Oh my gosh, Tulane is spot on because that was literally a theme of my women's conference like two years ago, set apart. Um, and the title of my book is, is not what you call me, it's what I answer to. And so I have just, um, just kind of marinated in that over the last several years that it's okay to be who God has called you to be and not feel like you have to conform to the things of this world. And so I think, you know, growing up for me, you know, obviously I went to Christian school, um, but I just had people tell me like, oh, you know, I'll be driving, you know, a Benz at 25 and you'll still be in school, you know? So I was always made to feel like because I wanted to pursue, you know, an education or a doctor degree that I was going to miss out on something because I was taking the long way. But like the long way is where God uses us and processes us and teaches us and shows us the growth in that moment. And so 
I usually felt the pressures of conformity. Like I was supposed to conform or I was supposed to be pregnant when I was young. And so I felt like I always felt those pressures based upon my environment that, you know, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Like you shouldn't be trying to, you know, do the right thing. Like you should be on section eight because that's what everybody else is doing or you should want to get pregnant. And so I really wrestled with trying to be set apart and trying to do things the, the right way because my society told me that that wasn't what I was supposed to do. And so, again, in, in sharing my book, it's not what you call me, it's what I answer to. My dad would always tell me, like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what people call you. It doesn't matter what they say about you. Like, you only answer to what God says about you. And so he's called you the head and not the tail. He's called you the lender and not the borrower. He's called you to go first class in life. And so my dad always used to tell me growing up, like, baby girl, they made street names after you. And the names of the street was one way, like literally one way, like you're going straight. And so I took those things to heart um, growing up that, you know, I was going to really try to do it the right way. And I am not saying by no means that I am perfect because I'm not. I am flawed and broken. This is everybody else. And I wrestle with hearing God's voice and I sin and make mistakes like everybody else. But at the end of the day, there's that settling and sweet spirit and just knowing that God is with me. And that he's providing for me and he's going before me and that I just need to give him my obedience. And so those are the things that have just pushed me in my journey to just want to achieve and become all that I can in God um, because of the things that he has for me. And so I always made a promise to him that like, God, I don't want to be the reason why I miss out on my blessings because I'm not obedient. Like imagine the things that you really have in life for me, but I don't want to be the holdup for not receiving it because I'm not being obedient because I'm trying to walk in my will and not yours. And so that's what I would say to the younger generation that it's okay to be obedient. It's okay to not do what everybody else is doing. Like it's okay to want to get it right um, the first time. And so um, just settle in that and just do what God is telling you to do and just eliminate the distractions and the voices that tell you otherwise, because ultimately you're going to get your promise. You're going to get your blessing when you're supposed to get it by being obedient. Well, okay. So, uh, Ginger, you have anything else you, you, you want to add on to this? What would you tell you? Oh, we can't hear you, Ginger. You muted. I don't know where you're at. All right. No, we still can't hear you. So Ginger working out her sound effects right now. She she working it out because we can't hear, her, but she's going to come back. But we're going to keep it moving. I know that Coach Bernice, I know you had to go at a certain time. Are you still good? You got to run. Let me know what you got to do. You all right? All right. All right. So she's going to hang out with us. So, you know, Ginger has said a, a, a lot and she is going to come back on. But, you know, we try to keep these episodes not as lengthy. It's more about the quality and not the, the quantity of the hours. But, you know, there's just certain things that we cannot ignore. And I feel like in the day and age that we're living in right now, I feel like the things that we're encountering, we're in a different kind of world. And that's not saying that that's a bad thing, but we can't lose our relationship with God. And I feel like during the pandemic and stuff, God showed us a lot. He really honestly showed us a whole lot, but did we catch everything that he was trying to show us and teach us is the real question. 
So the purpose of bringing these ladies together is just to remind you, I mean, trust me, you have to follow these ladies. You have to get in, in gear because they have a lot to share, but it's just to give you a small taste of what can happen in your life. You heard about it. You heard divorces. You heard it. I went from dancing. You heard it. Well, I did it this way. You heard it. Well, I did it everything. But however, we are still here in this moment, making a difference, not only within our own lives, but in the lives that God has assigned us to. And so I'm not going to hold us much longer because I know, I already know, we've had some, some journeys and I hope that we could come back together again and talk about another level to this. There's somewhere else I want to take this, but now is not the time. You know, you have to be able to receive the message and I don't want to overfeed on this because there's a lot happening. But to that young lady that's listening, to that young man that's listening, to that couple that is listening, to that person that just got divorced, to anyone who is listening, you are more than enough. I say it all the time. On paper, you may not feel as if you're qualified, but in purpose, according to God's will, you are overqualified for where it is that you're going, for the doors that you're walking in. Stop trying to figure it all out. God's got it figured out on your behalf. He already has it done. You don't need a lawyer for this. God has the ending already mapped out, but you have to walk in it. You have to adjust your crown and keep on strutting. I don't care if it's in your Tims. I don't care if it's in your, your Chuck Tales. I don't care what you're rocking. Be true to you, but understand that God has not left you. God has not abandoned you. Will he let you fall? He will let you dust off your knees a little bit. Yes, because you need to feel his presence in your life. But just because you go through things, just because you fall short does not mean that it's over. Oftentimes, it's a new beginning. You just leveled up, baby. But you got to get up and realize that. So I said all that. I didn't plan on going there. This really is not about me and my relationship with God. Honestly, y'all hear that all the time. This is about my guests. But it's something powerful about this moment. And, and one of the things that God put on my spirit, which I didn't share with any of these women. And I delayed inviting any of them on here for about two weeks because I was like, I don't know. I don't know, God, what you got, what you got going on, right? And then I had this dream. And in this dream, these four women were there. And what was happening is it was a young woman that was stuck and she could not get out of this place. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm trying to help her out. I'm like, Yo, just listen to what I'm telling you. And God says, it takes more than just you to do what I need to be done. And then out of nowhere, these women are coming from different avenues and we're all together talking to this young girl and trying to get her out of where she's stuck at. And when we got her out, she wasn't alone. There were several others with her. We just couldn't see it. But God knew I wasn't equipped to touch all of those people at that time. It took one or two to come together. And in this case, it was five. And in that moment, I knew I was going to get the yes. But I had to trust God and his vision and not rely on my own understanding. 
All right. So what I want, what I want to do right now, and we're going to let it go because I know I, I'm, I'm being conscious of time, is I would like for each of you to give either your favorite Bible verse or a Bible verse that has gotten you through. Because right now, I feel like that dream was representing the people that are listening right now. There are people that are stuck and they need to hear not just for me, but they need to hear from all of us so that they can get out because there are other people who are relying on them to be obedient to what God is calling them to do so that they can see that they can do it too. And we all had those moments. And I know there was that scripture or there was that chapter in the Bible or there was just that one verse or that one person who said that scripture over you that you just could not shake. And you knew in that moment that your life was forever changed. Tulane, what was that for you? Man, um, there are two, and they're part, two parts of scripture. Um, and I know my husband always says, don't take scripture out of context. You need to read the whole verse. But there are two um, very powerful scriptures. Um, the first one is, while we were yet sinners, Christ died. That reminds me that before I did anything good or anything bad, he went to the cross on my behalf. And the other one reminds me that even though I didn't start off, my journey wasn't, I would say, the stellar Christian walk um, is, and we know that all things work together for the good to them who love him and are called according to his purpose. Those are my two go-tos because I remember I'm still a sinner saved by grace. And even when I get it wrong, the Lord will use that and work it together for my good because I've been called. Hmm. All right. And now, Dr. Keish, I see you. Uh, go ahead. Come on, Dr. Keish. Go ahead and tell us. Cause you're like, oh, my gosh. So that is one of my favorite scriptures where we know that all things are together to lay. Literally, that is one of my favorite scriptures. And it reminds me of one of my favorite Bible stories where God changes Jacob's name to Israel. And so it literally is such a reminder of regardless of who we are um, as our conniving state, as a gossiper, as a cheater, as a fornicator, as a liar, as whatever, that God still decides to name us ultimately the king or the queen that we are. And so um, just knowing that regardless of where we stand in this very moment, just regardless of how you define yourself as the sinner, that God still has plans to prosper you. And that's my other favorite scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11. Uh, and he promised to, promises to give you a hope in a future. And so when we talk about Jacob and God changing his name to Israel, he literally changes his name despite the things that he's done in his state as a sinner and says, regardless of that, I have called you to be a king. And so it's just such a powerful reminder of regardless of what we've come through, what we survived, that God still ultimately has so much in store for us. And he ultimately wants you to walk into the very thing that he has for you. And so I would just say rest in those scriptures. One of my book titles is Girl, Read Your Bible. And I believe that God speaks to you when you just sit and bask in his presence, listen to what he has to say to you, get rid of the distractions and the noise, um, and just make a commitment to yourself like I did that I was going to break generational curses, that I was not going to be a product of my environment, that I was not going to let 
my past and what I saw of my family and my circumstances define who I was. And so um, just know that God does have a plan for you. He, he certainly plans to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. And that regardless of what it looks like right now, that he is always making sure that it's going to work together for your good. Well, okay. I just feel like, I feel like I'm in church on this lovely day. Come on, Coach Bernice, what is it for you? Okay, so I was going with one, but I'm going to give my two favorites. Uh, the other <laughs> ladies did. So the first scripture is Philippians 1 and 6, being confident in this very thing that he that has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And I love that scripture because I always tell people, when you look at me in the spirit, you're gonna always see those orange construction signs because I am a work in progress. But I'm so glad I rest in the fact that he never finishes with me. So that means anything that goes on, any pothole that may develop, he's still working. And he's going to complete it. And he didn't say he that has begun a work. He said a good work. So I'm grateful for the good work that he has begun in me. And I'm grateful that he's going to complete it. And then I, I my, my favorite scripture that I've used lately very much is Psalm 16 and 8. God gave me this because I have women's prayer on the phone on Tuesday mornings. And God gave me this and it just became so just real and, and life in me. And it's Psalm 16 and eight, it says, I keep my eyes always on the Lord with him at my right hand and I will not be shaken. So whatever comes, whatever obstacle, whatever roadblock, I will not be shaken because I'm keeping my eyes on him and he's at my right. So those are my two scriptures. All right. Pastor G, let's go ahead and round this up. What are your scriptures of choice? Can y'all hear me? Because y'all yeah. preaching. We can hear you. We can hear you. <laughs> I actually got this scripture, Harold, when I was in my suicidal state. And it's going, it blew my mind when God gave it to me. And my ministry is founded off this, 1 Peter 5.10. And it goes on to say, after you have suffered a little while, God himself, God himself, will restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. After you have suffered a little while, God himself will restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. And I don't know about y'all, but when you're going through some shaky times and you are, I suffered, and there are people who are watching who have suffered and may be suffering right now, but God is saying it's temporary. After you have suffered for just a little while, God is going to restore you. He himself is going to make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Do not give up. There is another side to this thing. Restoration is your portion. I don't care what you've lost. I, I, I know you may have been through some things. The people may have walked away. The man may have walked away. The friends may have ditched you. The job may have terminated you. Whatever the situation is, God says restoration is your portion. Do not give up. He is with you. Ginger, what am I supposed to say after that? Nothing. 
Amen. <laughs> Amen. All right. <laughs> Hold up. Would you just, just leave us again? <laughs> she just left us again on that one. But if anybody's listening, look, I, I'm hoping this is really blessing your world right now because it's truly blessing mine. I did. God is, therefore we are. And that I just have to continuously hold on, hold on to that. God is, therefore we are. And so with that being said, I know some of you are like, where can I find these ladies? Where are they at? Like, oh my goodness. Oh my God, I need that. And what area are they in? All that good stuff. Well, listen, ladies, I'm going to give you a moment. So if people want to follow your ministry, just shout your ministry out, your church, whatever it is, because this isn't just about a podcast, okay? This is about saving lives. And there's something that you said that someone needed to hear. I say everybody's going to be able to receive it, but when the time is right, it will be there. So with all that being said, uh, Coach Bernice, you want to let the people know where they can find you or... They can find me. They can follow me on uh, Facebook, uh, Bernice Joseph. Uh, our ministry name is the City of Hope Evangelistic Ministries, and we are in Chicago, Illinois. And also, they can follow me uh, at fittolive.com. So. All right. All right. Uh, Tulane. Um, they can find me on Facebook, Tulane Barnes. Um, our ministry is Gardendale Community Baptist Church. I also have um, a woman's conference that I do every year called Praying in Pink, which is coming up in October, a couple weeks after Keisha's. Um, so we have that. Um, and I want to invite Pastor Ginger while we're on. I'm putting on a spot. I want to invite her down in October. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but and then uh, ConverseChristianSchool.org is um, where they can find our, our Christian school. So. All right. Perfect. Dr. Keisha. Okay, sorry, I had to unmute myself. Um, so you can find me on Facebook. Um, it's Keisha Brown, K-E-S-H-I-A, Brown, like the color. And it's Dr. Keisha on IG. Um, our church is the Mount Portsmouth, um, and that's in Chesapeake, Virginia. And I also have my own women's ministry as well, Purpose Her, all one word. And we'll be having a women's conference in October. And I'm really excited because we'll have Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts with us this year. And um, that's it. All right. And Pastor G. I need some millennials to help me with my website. So you're going to have to find me on the old folks <laughs> Facebook. Uh, Ginger Simpson. Also, our church is Relevant Church in Virginia Beach. Um, my women's ministry is The Restored Woman. Um, you can find that on Facebook as well. And um, I have some speaking engagements in October. So I don't know, you can follow me there and I post them and I'm excited. And Harold, amazing job. What you are doing is needed and necessary. And I just can't help but think of how God orchestrated all of us back then for a time like this. God knew, knew exactly what he was doing. All right, so as we wrap up, you know we like to do our song of the episode. 
So with that being said, y'all know we we their parents here. They got kids joining us. So those who are watching, Dr. Keish, don't be you got be, you have beautiful children, okay? I told you Ringling Brothers was at my house, y'all. So y'all just gotta see it live and <laughs> in action. Kennedy's on her period screaming. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> All right, with that being said. What are the songs of the episode? So what is one song that you can name that gets you through or is a theme song of yours that someone should listen to today? Now, for those who are listening, you know you're about to hear them. For those who are watching, you got to Google it. But, all right. So, uh, Dr. Keish, what's that song for you? Ask Me How I'm Doing, I'm Blessed. I think it's Uncle Charlie. I don't know if that's the name of the song, but... <laughs> You know, oh, I, I know, know that song. Yeah. Ask me how I'm doing. I'm blessed. blessed. Yes. Living every moment. Oh, okay, I didn't go to school for singing. All right. Oh, I was about to see the whole performance going on. All right. What about you, Pastor G? Um, right now, Maverick City Music has my full attention. And the one that I've been really focused on is Build Your Church because you know, walking in ministry is not easy. And sometimes I just, that's why I have on this shirt, Gospel Carrier. I have to remind myself, I'm called to carry the gospel and the gates of hell will not prevail. And so if you haven't heard that and you're in ministry or thinking about ministry, build your church by Maverick City Music. I play it every single day, every single day to remind me of what I'm called to do and who I'm doing it for. All right, and Tulane? You know I had to be different. I got two. No, I'm just <laughs> so um, she reminded me of one that I that I listen to every single day. Um, Jaira. Uh, oh my gosh! So just more than enough. Um, but one that reminds me um, of sometimes some of the stuff the Lord allows you. I don't say He takes you necessarily, but allows you to go through. That just ministers to me is gracefully broken. Um, and I think in those moments when you're great is when is when I I know for me is when I surrender to God and I said, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. Use me. And so that song just reminds me of how far God has brought me. Um, but Jaira reminds me that he's more than enough and gracefully broken reminds me of where you brought me from. So. All right. So with all of that being said, I want to, again, thank you ladies for joining us. We're going to wrap up this episode. And for anyone who has been watching, you've seen some things. You've seen some people come in and out. But guess what? We were committed to getting this thing done. And for those who have been listening, I hope you did not miss a beat. And I hope that you heard something that just resonates within you, that lights a fire within you so that you can truly start living and seeing your better days and understanding that even if you feel like you got it going on, you have not seen nothing yet. And if you feel broken, <laughs> watch what God is about to do. But you have to claim it, own it, and walk in it. So with all that being said, love you all. Thanks for your support. Make sure you just go out there and you be blessed. And we are... Just lift your worship right there in this moment. in these hands and multiply God all that I am and find my heart on the altar again
again Set me on fire Set me on fire Come on, sing hands and multiply God all that I am and find my heart on the altar again set me on fire ask him to set me on fire here I am God arms wide
arms wide open I'm right here Pouring out my life Gracefully Circle 
Christ alone, our chief cornerstone, no other foundation can we build upon, not philosophy, nor the wisdom of man, all other ground is sinking sand, upon this rock you build your church, and the Yeah. 
Ask me how I'm doing, I'm blessed, yes Living every moment, no regrets Smile up on my face, I'm like, oh, yes I'm blessed, yes, I'm blessed, yes Waking up, thanking God Every day is feeling just like Sunday Wifey fly, by my side Green light, everything is going my way Riding clean, living dreams Just left the barber and I'm feeling like Midas Heard him say, give him praise What's in the water, got you acting like this In a day go by that I don't try To thank the Lord up above And if you wonder I'm like, oh, yes, I'm blessed, yes, I'm blessed, yes Ask me how I'm doing, I'm blessed, yes Living every moment, no regrets Smile up on my face, I'm like, oh, yes, I'm blessed, yes, I'm blessed, yes Playing cards, laughing hard Barbecuing, waking up the whole block Music loud, turning out Little kids are breaking out the bus stop Life is good, really good And every moment, no, I can't forget I gotta say, I won't change You're the reason that I am like this In a day go by that I don't try To thank the Lord up above And if you wonder why I'm loving life Come close and I'll tell you what's up Ask me how I'm doing, I'm blessed, yes Living every moment, no regrets Smile up on my face, I'm like, oh, yes, I'm blessed Yes, I'm blessed, yes Ask me how I'm doing, I'm blessed, yes Living every moment, no regrets Smile up on my face, I'm like, oh, yes, I'm blessed Yes, I'm blessed, yes, I'm blessed I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed I wanna talk to you. I wanna talk to you. Just break. 
wish that I could fly like a bird Get away from this earth Had to pray and pray, I felt I was cursed Always tell myself it could've been worse Never going back, I broke the reverse It come from my soul, no need to rehearse A lot of time I was in need of work Talk to God like I need this to work Jumped in line like I needed it first But I was being selfish, you know this don't affect a lot of people I was being careless, took a break and stepped away I'm coming back when I get ready I know this breaks people into pieces, but I ain't gonna let it Yo Blaze, you crazy for this one Hey, All the champions out there feel so good I said it feels so good We will, we will, we will this week's episode of Get Your Positivity with Harold Keith. Listen, stay encouraged through the week. Check out my website, www.itsharoldkeith.com. Also, follow me on Instagram at It's Harold Keith. And if you have Facebook, you can follow me there too. Guess what it is? Yup, at It's Harold Keith. And while you're showing so much love, make sure you subscribe, like, and share this podcast. Looking forward to keeping you encouraged. And I will definitely be seeing you next week. Remember, real life, real issues, real experiences, 
real possibilities with real people and not to mention a real you. Until next week, remember, get your positivity. All right, that's a wrap, folks. Ha, 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 ha.